Boy, this, this, this past moment shows how different times we live in, Bob. Who'd have thought we'd be discussing these things five years ago? Yeah. And, you know, when people, you heard it, I've heard it, stick to sports. Now, I do not believe that politics or social issues should be so pervasive that they get in the way of people's enjoyment of the game. During the game, unless something comes up that you have to note, during the game, you should just talk about the game. People want it as a diversion, uh, as a pleasure, and obviously sports encompasses people uh, across the spectrum of viewpoints and demographics and everything else. But the idea that you can't talk about these issues when they intersect with sports on a pregame show, a halftime show, like the, which was always when I addressed it, halftime, pregame, never during a game itself, or in moments like this. They're talking about it on CNN and other places. The idea that stick to sports makes any sense. Those people must never have heard of Jack Johnson or of Jackie Robinson or of Billie Jean King or of Arthur Ashe or Muhammad Ali or Tommy Smith and John, John Carlos. They have no knowledge of history. And here's the part that's hypocritical, Larry. What they really mean when they say that is stick to sports unless you're saying something I agree with. Because Fox, for example, puts on sports figures all the time who have conservative views that align with theirs and entertainment figures who have conservative views that align with theirs. And that's fine. They have every right to do so. But then don't turn around and tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Come on, be consistent. <laughs> Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why everybody welcome to episode 176 oh my god 176 sure yeah we'll, we'll say 176 and if you see a different number on there that's the real number it'll right? just be edited like 177 <laughs> <laughs> anyways of the art jacob do america podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob p sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the million million and million sorry uh i was a little early there hey guys hope you're doing well on we're recording on sunday i don't know what day you're listening to this but i hope you're doing well i hope you're lively and awake and feeling like extra awake and if you're not feeling extra awake go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory of hibiscus teas coffee coffee beans cocoa butter t-shirts hats everything they got everything you don't have to leave your house ever again nope just go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory find some cool shit it's starting to get cold out there mm-hmm. buy some hoodies 
get your loved ones some hoodies for Christmas. When you do, when you find what you like, type in America at checkout as a promo code. You will receive 15% off. That's one five percent off. And not only does that help you save money, it helps the podcast grow. It shows them that you are listening to the podcast. It They repost their shit sometimes. They'll do all these cool things. And that's all we ask. Yes. That's all we ask. And if you can't afford it, just fucking steal it. No, no don't. Don't do that. <laughs> but if you can't afford it, and you don't want to, if you don't trust the internet like some people do, just go. I think if you live in Bakersfield, there's a shop here in town called Lassen's, and Lassen sells caveman coffee. And what you could do if you don't like the the American Postal Service, just buy some from Lassen's. Take a picture of yourself drinking it. Tag us. Tag them, and that also helps us. Even yeah. though financially it doesn't help us. They'll still repost that shit sometimes, and that helps us. And that's all we really care about, because we're trying to get the word out about our yeah. Digaboo America. We're trying to grow twofold by the end of 2020. So, with that said, uh, shout out to our other sponsor, the great and powerful and delicious Elgin Kateko Hot Sauce. Guys, the king of the flavor since 1968. That is 50 plus years of Flavor Town. So, guys, I always tell you guys just to go wherever they sell food and, you know, purchase this L.U. Kateko hot sauce. Um, tag us, tag them, just like you know, Caveman Coffee, if you will. Uh, but a few people have hit me up saying, like, I can't find, you know, L.U. Kateko. And they're giving me, like, the names of the, the grocery stores that they're going to, the, you know, big box stores that they're going to as well. And I'm telling you guys, if it's not next to all the other hot sauces, uh, for some reason, they have a special aisle for this stuff. This stuff is so gold that they give it its own special aisle. So it's usually uh, within the, the ethnic food aisle or the Hispanic food aisle. So if you're, uh, for, for example, today we went grocery shopping. We went to a little store. Um, it's a Southern California chain uh, called Vallarta. It's uh-huh. a Mexican grocery store. You know, they sell a lot of Mexican foods that are stereotypical Mexican items like Fabuloso and all that shit. And, like, uh-huh. they don't sell, like, you know, regular mops. It's, like, that old school, like, 1922 Skidoo mops Those work the best. To be completely honest with you, they, they work the best. They have, like, those aprons that every Mexican grandma wears and yeah. shit. Like, I thought about buying one. Like, <laughs> so, like, whenever I'm cooking, I have, like, one of those, like, floral, like, Mexican grandma fucking aprons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was like, hey, let me do a little research here and see, like, if I can find, you know, El Yucateco sauce here. I've never bought it here. I always buy it like at Target or Walmart or whatever, and I know where to find it at. And so I went and I was like, okay, let me see what flavors they got. And I went to like where the all the hot sauces are at, like Tabasco and Cholula and all those like those those mainstream media hot sauces. And I'm looking there and I'm like, huh, and those liberal hot sauces. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see it there. And I was like, hmm. That something's wrong about this because this is like some real Mexican shit. Like yeah. how they how are you gonna do them dirty like that and have fucking Louisiana hot sauce, but you ain't gonna have like some real Mexican hot sauce there. So I was like, okay, they probably have you know their own. Even though the whole store is an ethnic food aisle, <laughs> they probably have like a more like uh, even more more in the jungles of the Yucatan. Yeah, um, they have a more fucking you know ethnic food aisle, which they did. You know, like where they have like the fucking you know tamale. You get a knock a door and yeah. Hey, can I go in here? Hey, 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 hey! You can go in there, but it's it's up to you if you come out, man. <laughs> There's that you could take in there. Oh, for real? Word? Guess? Hey, it's, hey, it's the king of flavor for a reason, my dog. Yeah, well, we don't let that shit just hang out with Cholulo. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. But anyways, yes, I went to um their their fucking ethnic food aisle and it's there in all of its glory. You got the black, you got the Caribbean, you got the triple X, which is, you know, many of you guys' favorite hot sauce right there. They got the red, they got the original green, and they got the jalapeno and the chipotle, which is like fucking hard as hell to find. They have it fully in stock. So if you're in Southern California, which is basically anywhere Bakersfield down and you go to Vallarta, make sure you check them out, and you can find all the flavors there. Uh, right now I have my favorite, which is the black hot sauce. Um, I put this on literally everything. I actually even put it on my salad this week, guys. Wow. And the way I did it, I didn't just fucking sit there with fucking um, baby arugula and shit, just putting fucking hot sauce on it. No, I mixed it in like with my uh, ranch dressing. I put like a 50-50 um, viscosity level, I guess you could say. I'm trying to sound smart here, mm-hmm. and it it tasted delicious. You know, like I love putting like you know buffalo sauce into my ranch, like when I'm eating pizza or whatever. Think of that, but I put like that's fuck, weird. I put the fucking black in the ranch or whatever and ate it with my salad. Wow. Oh, that actually sounds really good. This with ranch and like dipping the pizza in there. Mm. That sounds really good, actually. You're welcome, America. Wow. That sounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Walken, ladies and gentlemen. That was that impressed Christopher Walken. Wow. That is really, really interesting. I'm going to have to give that a try. Do it, dude. Next, I think the Bears have a primetime game in a few weeks where they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to get a pizza and dip my pizza and uh, some ranch covered black El Yucateco. Hey, El Yucateco. Maybe you should fucking patent that and put like some, <laughs> some El Yucateco ranch. Yeah. Do a team collab with like Hidden Valley. Hidden or, Valley, yeah. Is there a Mexican ranch? Or I, That's pretty white, huh? Uh, Yeah, that's pretty white, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be bringing that up. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about that in public. Maybe we should do that and just sell it on the side like El Yucateco ranch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, all you could take. Is ranch just like an American thing? Because okay, so like Nicole Nicole Smith's boss, she's far away from the United States. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know what ranch is? <laughs> well, just asking. Hit us up for a friend. Hit us up on the Twitch because we are now live streaming on Twitch instead of Facebook now. And if you uh, were tuned in earlier, we pretty much did the whole Patreon episode on Twitch as as a test to test those waters. So if you guys, if you're expecting the Facebook alert. We probably won't be doing that any longer, so check, make sure you check us out on the Twitch. That's Twitch TV slash Art Jacob Do America for all your live streaming needs, or just go to YouTube. Yeah, and to once you add us, dude, just set a reminder. It'll show you every time we go live, and you don't have to watch us right then and there. It'll just be like, bam, we'll watch it later. Yeah, I, I have to take a really long poop after I just did my mm. ranch and fucking black alley Cateco, so hey, check us out there. So with that said, Art, let's jump into today's Let's topic. do it, man. All right, cool. So this week was kind of a weird week for us because we kind of like after last week, you know, doing the Britney Spears episode, we kind of thought like, hey, we really want to do something where it's not going to be a lot of research. We talked beforehand before we started doing the episode like it gets hard sometimes doing these topics. Like it could be like the serial killer of Moscovia and it's just like, all right, I have to dedicate, I got to dedicate a whole. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle was born in 1954 and yeah. Yeah, sometimes those are tedious, and we got lives. Art's fully invested in football. I'm fully invested in basketball season right now. So it's just like we kind of just want to live our lives and just talk about stuff that we just know off of the top of our head. And, you know, if you listen to the Patreon episode, we kind of, you know, grazed over this. We we deal with politics. We deal with a lot of shit like that. And I thought, hey, why don't we just marry the two, you know, politics and sports? So I kind of got this idea because, you know, it's week two of the NFL. And week one, the first game of the season was, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs 
versus the Houston Texans. I'm sitting there watching that with my seven-month-old baby boy trying to get him into sports and my girlfriend. And, you know, I'm trying to feed him or whatever. I'm not really paying attention to, you know, the pre-show shenanigans or whatever. I just care about the game. And my girlfriend's like, hey, are they booing the teams right now? And I was like, well, they shouldn't be because, you know, they actually allowed fans <laughs> into the fucking Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what are they doing? Like, are is there a bunch of players, like, kneeling or something? And she's like, no, they're just standing there linked arms. And I was like, well, okay, like, why would they boo that? Like, that's that's you're still standing for the fucking national anthem or whatever. And later on it came out that they were booing because – that you know the Kansas City Chiefs players and the Houston Texans players were standing in you know silence basically to you know uh, in in support of unity of our country a very noble a very you know good cause you know if you will yeah. it's not disrespecting disrespecting air quote you know the national anthem nobody's kneeling or whatever everybody's in unity and we can kind of agree, you know, as a country, we are so split, you know, we, like there's two sides, sometimes three sides, like everybody's at each other's necks, you know, whether it be political or anything like it's just we've never been, in my opinion, more split as a country in my 35 years. And here you have two teams with America's real fucking favorite pastime, you know, football standing in unity just in silence and they boo. And I'm reading the comments online you know on the nfl who rebroadcast you know that online of why you know they were booing and they in unanimous unanimously all the conservative commentators are saying because we're sick of having politics in our sport like we just want to watch sports and that's it and i kind of like the light bulb went off in my head like you know instead of commenting and you know giving a rebuttal to that response why don't we just turn that into an episode right on yeah um yeah, I thought that was pretty weird when yeah. that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this was, this was your idea. I'm going to let you kick it off. I obviously didn't bring any notes. I'm just going to uh, shoot from the old ticker on this episode. Shoot from the hip? Yeah, just shoot from the hip. Those hips don't lie. Yeah. Um, but I indicated it, you know, just right now, like, instead of rebutting, and I was like, well, s- politics and sports have always been a thing. Like, yeah, there'll be times, you know, like, you know, during the Jordan era, where it's just like, hey, like we're, you know, Jordan even said like, hey, I'm not going to comment on politics because Republicans buy shoes too. And, you know, that's always advice given. Like when in uh, college I had to take like this professionalism, you know, course or whatever, you know, because my major was business, business administration. And they always say like, hey, once you get out into the professional world, two things you don't want to talk about is politics and religion. Those are two divisive topics. And you know, you try your best not to do that around people, but you know, that's, you know, religion and politics, it pretty much affects everybody's lives. How can you not talk about it? And when you look at the history of sport, like it always intertwines. And so I'm going to give a few examples of that going out through history. And that was actually going to be my rebuttal. Like we're sick of seeing politics in our sports. And I'm like, well, you do realize like, <laughs> even on the you know the the you know the right side you know with more conservative sports like NASCAR or like UFC that's a very conservative a high conservative fan base i mean last night for example um the main event was you know Colby Covington versus you know Tyron Woodley 
Colby Covington ends up winning and the first thing out of his mouth, instead of, you know, like, oh, I just, you know, had a game plan in there and blah, 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 blah. The first thing out of his mouth is, I just want to, uh, I just want to give a shout out to the real uh, winner um, in a couple weeks, Donald Trump, who's going to wipe the floor with these uh, liberal tears uh, with sleepy Joe Biden. And it's just like, but you never see people on the right or the left contest that. We just kind of say like, oh, Colby Covington's fucking idiot he's a good fighter but he's a fucking idiot but i'm not sitting there saying like keep keep politics out of sports because it happens on both sides yeah and i do think that there is a difference between keeping politics out of sports and understanding that the country and understanding like the temperature of of the country in general Mm -hmm. i can see why somebody would be offended by um colin kaepernick not you know, not kneeling when it was happening. I wasn't personally offended. I was in favor of, you know, any sign of protest or whatever, but um, I, I could, I saw, I, I got it. Like I get the, I, I understand why people would be offended by that. There's always going to be that person that just doesn't understand the mm-hmm. element of it. doesn't do the research on it and just shoots from the hip on those things. And sometimes you have to sit back and like let things marinate and really understand things and really Oh, stay away from like your Fox News's opinions and like create your own opinions mm-hmm. and educated opinions. Yeah, educated opinions. Um, but you know, as long as to me, as long as like they are your true opinions and you're not just copy and pasting Fox News's opinions and now that's what I believe or a meme or a meme or whatever like that. It, it's important to like actually be yourself because I, I think once you start understanding like who you are as a person, you'll start to understand that. There's no political party that you are actually truly aligned to because there's no way you can agree. Like two people will never agree 100% down the line on on what they believe in. But anyways, I get that. But I think that things like like the Black Lives Black Lives Movement thing. Like I've seen people go full on like that's a terrorist organization. All these things like um it, just so ridiculous that they would never say like that same person would never say that same phrase about blue lives matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they just never would. And that's the part that creates division. Cause it's like, it's okay for, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to get, that's too big of a picture. Let me scale it back down. People be getting offended by LeBron James or like the entire NBA. And like, for some reason, LeBron James used to be the poster boy of the NBA. He's like, the biggest star. biggest star out there and like oh you know what have you he definitely has the most microphones in front of his face after every win after every loss you know he's he's the face of the nba and um people just get offended by every like move that he does at this point and i don't Jeez, I, I feel like I'm gonna say something I don't want to say. I'll let me let me let me think about it. I'll, I'll tip it back to you right now. Okay, yeah, no, because I, I know where you're going with it, and yeah, you got to be a little bit delicate with what you're about to say. But, anyways, um, I, you know, we all you know know about you know the black fist at the Olympics and whatnot, and you know, um, you know, as you know, you you brought up Colin Kaepernick. There's other instances where athletes, you know, going back to like the 30s you know, have, you know, made their protest known during the national anthem. One of the first instances that I remember as a kid was back in 96. Like, to me, like, 96 was like the fucking year. Everything happened in 96. Um, but, you know, 
my team, the LA Lakers, are currently playing the Denver Nuggets. One of the first Denver Nuggets players that that I was, you know, knowledgeable about was this guy named Mohammed Abdul Rauf. Um, or I'm probably saying his name wrong. It's Mahoud Abdul Rauf. Um, and um, during the national anthem, you know, he caught flack, you know, back in '96 because. Um, he refused to stand for it, you know, because it went against his religious beliefs. He said that, you know, the flag was a symbol of oppression and the U.S. had a long history of tyranny. And, you know, as a kid, you know, as a fucking, what, I'm like 10 years old, 9 years old at this time or whatever, right? I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, how dare he say that? Like, because as a kid, you're taught like, oh, the flag, you know, America is the greatest country ever. We've never done anything wrong. We're always there to, you know, save other evil, you know, other countries from evil dictators like Hitler and all that stuff. So it's just like, what are you talking about? Like, you're just, you're, you're, you're not, you're just talking nonsense or whatever. And I remember him getting on sports center, you know, and kind of like backing up, you know, doubling down on that saying just like, Hey, like, you know, we have, you know, the civil rights movement, you know, all these, you know, I believe he even brought up like the Tulsa, you know, race riots and whatnot, you know, black wall street. He was talking about that. And he was talking about, you know, stuff, you know, you know, the middle East and everything too. You know, he just had recently converted to Muslim Islam and he was talking about, you know, you know, Islamic oppression over there and just like all sorts of stuff. And you're like, when you look into it, you know, later on in life, like, Oh wow. Like he was a fucking trailblazer talking about this. Cause nobody ever did that. Anyways, you know, he was suspended one game for doing that and then fined something like ridiculous. I believe it was like $35,000 and they kind of had to come to a compromise, um, you know, just to say like, hey, like, can you just at least stand? And he goes, well, instead of, you know, putting my heart over, you know, be, all this pageantry or whatever, can I, is, is it okay if I just say like an Islamic prayer? You know, I'm praying for people who have been oppressed and pay, praying for people that, you know, have to live under dictatorships or, you know, oppression that, you know, the U.S. supports, if you will. And, you know, you know, David Stern was like, I, yeah, I guess we'll just do that just just as long as you stand for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there was backlash to that. And one of it was, you know, hey, <laughs> he was a pretty good player. I think he held at that season. He was the best free throw shooter, like had the best free throw percentage of all time. You know, he was a serviceable shooter at that time for the Denver Nuggets who really haven't had a good fucking <laughs> team like hardly ever. Uh, but, you know, he was keeping him, you know, like in playoff contention and whatnot. He ends up getting cut. And then, you know, a lot of teams kind of like turned their back on him a lot like Colin Kaepernick, who he could have been a serviceable backup or, hey, even like a starter for like a bullshit franchise like, you know, the Hornets or something like mm-hmm. that. Like he was a serviceable player. He wasn't bad at all, but you kind of just see him just like get phased out of the league due to his protest. So I thought that was a super interesting moment. That is a super interesting moment. That is exactly like what happened to Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick stood for stood for what he believed in, and at the time maybe it was a little too ahead of its own time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we had a conversation about that cause we didn't, we weren't like seeing eye to eye on it. I was very much on, on like Kaepernick's like, I'm glad he's doing this. Like, this is very important. This is an important movement that's going on. Like, um, and I, I knew he, he was like the sacrificial goat, you know, sadly, but like his NFL career is probably over. I think the argument that it would constantly pop up during that time and during this time, anytime a, a anytime a sports figure does anything with protests, people always say like, you know, you're at your job, and technically that's correct. And like, I go to job and I don't protest when I go to work and all mm-hmm. these things. And it's like, I understand that. I think everyone understands that the fact that I go, everybody goes to work and like I don't fucking like kneel for thirty <laughs> seconds, but. 
at the I, same time, though. At the same time, I don't have a camera following me around, and I don't have, you know, like fifty thousand people watching me nightly. You know, like that's that's enough to impact, like not only your way of thinking, but also impacting the way other people are impacted. Like if some dude in the oil field says, like, I'm gonna like kneel for thirty, no one's gonna care. Everybody's gonna be like, well, what the <laughs> hell? Why is he kneeling? But the fact that um. The fact that, you know, LeBron James or whoever it may be is kneeling, you know, whatever NFL player is doing it, um, it means something. It's getting your attention. It should be making you ask questions of why this is happening. Like, why, what caused, you know, I'll just keep using LeBron James. Like, what caused LeBron James to come to this point? And LeBron James didn't kneel for all those, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick, that was like 2015 that guy was doing. That was like mm-hmm. five years. Like we've progressed so much in the last five years that like kneeling and the Black Lives Matters movement was such a fringe thing out there that it was like a cancer. Nobody wanted to be associated to it in the NFL. In the NBA, you know, it took a while longer. It took that whole like Donald Sterling situation, you know, where like all of a sudden all the Clippers guys like wore their jerseys inside out because they did not want to be a fil- affiliated to the Clippers organization. It was a racist yeah. owner, yeah. And every every team that night decided to wear like black shoes and black socks as a sign of unity of like that we weren't going to stand with Dan- Donald mm-hmm. Sterling. And that's been something that's been going on, but it, it took so many years just for Black Lives Matters movement not to be considered like some fringy terrorist organization like that they're going to like LeBron James is going to fly a plane into the White House <laughs> kind of bullshit, you know? Like yeah. It took it took so long, and in my opinion, five years is like way too long for people to do the research. Like too long for people to like get there, and it's still going on. Like it, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up with like the black socks, and like you'll see like you know the black armbands or whatever. Like this is like again, this has been happening for decades. Like that's what I keep circling back to. Like these people that make those you know arguments about keep politics and sports separate, and sports to me like everybody's right. Like hey, you know, you don't watch sports you know to get inundated with you know what's going on in the country the country is hurting right now you know yeah it's it's hard to get away from like hey another you know and another black man has been you know shot you know whether they're innocent you know or not like no one deserves to die you know before they get their fair chance at a trial or whatever like i don't care who you are i don't care if you're fucking oj simpson or fucking like or fucking um Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever like you you have to have like your fair shake you know at justice you know what the constitution which you know you know a lot of alt writers like to fucking talk about by the way our local fucking representative Kevin Kevin McCarthy he's handing out mini constitutions in his fucking office Monday I think that's such a weird fucking flex but um, my whole point though with saying all this is, is this has been happening for for decades Um, 1969 look these these individuals up they're called the Black 14. In 1969, you know, they were 14, you know, black athletes for the University of Wyoming Cowboys. Um, the year prior, you know, they were facing the BYU, uh, forget, like the Cougars, I believe. That's BYU's max, mascot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they were playing BYU, you know, in a football game, you know, BYU's players, which, you know, BYU is, you know, an LDS, you know, Mormon college, uh, predominantly white, uh, even to this day. Um, football team, and they were saying that you know BYU uh, players were throwing like racial epitaphs out of them, or 
you know, making fun of him, like, get, get over here with your wide, wide nose or whatever. And I was like, whoa, dude, like, this, that's fucked up. You know, there's trash talk in sports, but, like, yeah. there's an obvious, like, line you don't cross or whatever, right? And so, you know, a lot of those players are saying, like, well, fuck, like, what do we do about that? Like, we don't want this shit going on. We've never had to experience that before. They're in our conference. We have to play them again. Like, what do we do, like, to, to you know, to, to resolve this issue? And so they came up with the idea, like, well, how about, you know, instead of, you know, like sitting out a game, you know, and hurting, you know, our team or whatever, because they they wanted to win. Like, how about we bring attention to this issue that, you know, this is wrong uh, by wearing black armbands. And so before they even did it, they went to their coach at that time and they said, hey, like, this is what happened last year. Like, we're pretty sure this is what's going to happen this year when we play them. Um, like we're not down with this again, it's in 1969 in the midst of the civil rights movement. So, you know, like today, you know, tensions were high and they said, like, Hey, how would you recommend that? You know, is it okay if we go do this? They actually went in there, you know, to ask for permission. And according to them, immediately the coach cuts them and says, how dare you? And they're like, well, the reason why is because like, hey, we're getting personally attacked on the field. Like this shouldn't, we shouldn't have to experience this. Yeah, we get that there's trash talk and all. And oh yeah, by the way, like we also want to bring attention to the fact that the, you know, the LDS church does not allow African-Americans into their, you know, you know, their priesthood or whatever. Like we think that's wrong as well. That's, that's fucking racist. You know, if we're all God's children, then, you know, <laughs> Any of God's children can serve as a priest or, you know, a minister or whatever, right? And so the coach was just not having it, and he just cuts them immediately from the team. And I guess they all, like, disperse over to, you know, other universities or whatever. Um, but, yeah, even in the media at that time in 1969, they were called disrespectful and, you know, how dare they challenge that or even, you know, want to do that. Like the integrity of the uniform would have been compromised, if you will, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, all these years later, we look back at that like, oh, wow, that was such a fucking, you know, so so ahead of its time where it's just like you have NBA players that do that now where they'll wear a black armband or they'll wear all black socks and shoes, you know, in protest or to bring attention to an issue that's going on. Because let's face it, like I said, sports – are a distraction. You know, we, sometimes we need that distraction. You know, we, we all suffer, you know, personal, you know, personal failings or whatever, just stress in general in life. And sometimes nothing feels better than just to sit down in front of your TV and watch a good game, you know, because it gets you out of that. But I think that you can go too far down that hole where that becomes all your life is, is just one big distraction. And sometimes I do feel like having stuff like that is a reminder of what's going on outside of your bubble. Yeah, I mean, I can see why people want to get away from that, and I can see why people, you know, especially right now, the I I want I'm kind of like tired of like social media. Like I I don't even like posting so like over political things on like Facebook or whatever, just because it's exhausting to me. Like it's mm -hmm. it's like I don't even want to have that conversation with anyone. Not that I don't feel passionate about things. It's just I just don't want to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Again, I sympathize and I get why people don't want politics in sports. I I understand that. But but these people are still individuals. Like they're still going out there and performing. One of the things that um that does kind of, you know, bother me a little bit is you know, just having like the action without having the discussion, it doesn't really seem to like doesn't seem to like ever move the conversation forward. Like, just wearing a shirt that says, like, Black Lives Matter, like, it, you know, it just, it doesn't really, like, 
push it anywhere. Like you actually need to have the conversation in like a like very like adult way of like, hey, let's let's talk about our differences, which is never gonna happen. It's just it's just not. Social media especially is like the worst place to have these conversations. It's like sound bites and headline clippings of like here's like this like fifteen second quote or whatever. Like it it takes conversations totally out of context. And I, I do think that that Paul I'm not Paulton, sorry, sports figures need to do a better job at that. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, then do it right. Like I see dudes like Kyrie Irving that like are like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. like you're just not good at talking. Like you know, like I, I understand where your passion's coming from. I understand I probably am on your side on these things. But every time you talk, you like set the movement back like five steps. Yeah, you create more division in it because you're not winning anybody over. That's yeah. always been like, like you know, to give a criticism of you know the left, if you will. Like sometimes I feel people, you know, more of you know more of the far left leaning of it, like they do things that are just it just it just turns people off. Like that, like your goal is equality. Your goal is, you know, justice for the injustice that's going on there. And they'll do actions that, you know, like you said, like Kyrie Irving set people back. I remember like, you know, when, you know, the whole Breonna Taylor, you know, she got murdered, you know, by the police. And then, you know, how you George Floyd and whatnot. And then like, you know, everything's ablaze, you know, you know, there's riots and whatnot. And I remember one of my friends is significant. Others was saying stuff on social media and it was like borderline racist, you know, towards, you know, you know, non-African Americans, you know, she included like Mexicans in there and, you know, white people. And I'm like, well, you're turning people off that could potentially be your allies to there. So I, I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I think like, yeah, you need like those people that are going to be able to progress the conversation, you know, um, for example, you know, I'm no, I'm jumping all over the timeline here, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, Bill Russell was really good at that. You know, he, you know, played in the 1960s during, you know, the civil rights movement. Uh, Jim Brown was really excellent at doing that. Um, you know, Lou Alcindor, who later on became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, these are people that actually marched with Martin Luther King. Like they would get on, you know, uh, late night TV shows and, you know, discuss these issues very intelligently. Jackie Robinson. You know, he would join, you know, marches. Jackie Robinson, the first, you know, you know, black player, player integrated into baseball. Um, he even said, like, you know, one week before he died, you know, they were like some random ass team like the Philadelphia, you know, Phillies were like honoring him or whatever. Yeah. And he said, he goes, I just wish, you know, this game, you know, it's come a long way, you know, you know, where there's more black people, you know, represented and, you know, allowed to play, you know, that are good enough on their own merits and whatnot. He goes, he goes, one day I'd like to see, you know, you know, a, you know, a black general manager you know, in here. And even somebody like that, that says stuff very articulately, like, like a Bill Russell, like a Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jackie Robinson, you know, just asking politely, just like, it would be nice one day to see, you know, black manager. They get blowback on that just for no reason, you know? And one of the biggest figures, you know, going back to, you know, the sixties, uh, was, um, fucking Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. We look at him today and we think like, oh, he's the greatest of all time. Um, you know, he was such a trailblazer. He was all this. But people forget how fucking hated he was in the 1960s. We look at Colin Kaepernick and how like fucking hated he is, you know, by, you know, the alt-right or, you know, very super conservative people. But <laughs> uh, Muhammad Ali straight, you know, he put it all on the line. They'd be like the equivalent of Michael Jordan, you know, in the midst of, um, you know, his run with the Chicago Bulls. 
you know, they're right there in the NBA Finals, and let's say the draft was still there. You know, he gets drafted into, you know, the the Persian Gulf War, and he yeah. tells him, no, it's against my religion. Uh, you know, Muhammad Ali, the same thing. You know, he just recently um, converted to Islam, and you know, rightfully so. You know, he's you know he said you know war is against my religion. You know, shout out to you know all the proper you know Muslims out there that you know follow what the actual the Quran says, not cherry picks. You know anything to you know for yeah violent purposes well, isn't, or whatever. Isn't war also against the Christian religion? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a, all the Abrahamic religions, you know, like war is very frowned upon. Yeah, um, I'm but, just saying. Well, like, you know, it seems like go to war a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I feel you on that. But yeah, he was arrested. He was charged with a felony. He was stripped of his world heavyweight title. Uh, he was going to go to jail for five years and find a hundred thousand dollars, which was like penis to him at that time. But he fought it all the way up to the Supreme Court, who, by the end of like that trial, unanimously said, like, yeah, he should not have to serve, you know, in the Vietnam War, die for a country, because he brought up again. He was bringing up good points. Yes, he was loud and boisterous, like a Conor McGregor or whatever, like a very you know agitating figure in the media. But he would give good excellent points like you were talking about he's they were asking well why don't you want to go for war for to this country and he goes he goes i don't got no problem with the Viet Cong. what did the Viet Cong ever do to me the Viet Cong never you know he says the n-word he says the Viet Cong never called me you know n-word yeah and he goes he goes and he goes but he goes it's not just about me it's about my brothers going over there you know to vietnam you know putting their bodies and their minds on the line doing hero shit you know and then coming back to a country and they can't even, you know, get a meal, you know, in the same restaurant as a white person or drink at the same white fountain. She goes, until we fix that, like, I will never serve this country. And, you know, again, it circle back to, you know, <laughs> you know, like conservatives, I guess you could say, where she's like, well, we got to support the troops. Well, what about all troops? You know, they like to say all lives matter. Mm-hmm. This was during the time frame, too, where it's just like, well, you have thousands of black men that were going off and dying or coming back injured or one of my favorite movies of all time, you know, dead presidents coming back with extreme mental issues mm-hmm. and their country is fucking treating them worse than, you know, the Viet, the Viet Cong. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's important for people to understand that not every sports figure is going to be that guy that's willing to have that conversation, willing mm-hmm. to be educated in that conversation. Um, you know, one of the things that the way the NBA season it actually feels like it started like 20 years ago, but the way <laughs> that the NBA season started was uh, with the GM of of uh, of the Houston Rockets basically saying that, you know, he was very anti what was going on in China, mm-hmm. which, of course, the NBA is very much tied to China. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, that's one of it. That's, like, its second biggest market is, like, Chinese people love the NBA. And... As opposed to coming out and like opposing it, the NBA shied away from having any comments, shied away from anything. LeBron James didn't want anything to do with these types of things, and that that to me is the part that like, you know, it seems like LeBron James you know wants to support, but he also has like a brand to follow now. Mm-hmm. It follows a lot of that Jordan mentality of like Republicans buy shoes too. And, like, you look at a guy who's definitely not in the same position. Um, I think George Hill of the Milwaukee Bucks was the one that organized the Milwaukee Bucks and basically said, I'm not playing. Like, this, we're not going mm-hmm. take to take the court today like until these injustices stop. And then, like, the NBA was like, oh, you know, like, other people were like, well, we, we better follow suit. Like, let's not continue the NBA season. 
it seems to be like you know there's there's people in all of these leagues eric reed is a great example of that like nobody really talks about eric reed that much yeah but like eric reed made so many better points than colin kaepernick but we all remember colin kaepernick because he was like the like, super bowl quarterback yeah, yeah super bowl quarterback but eric reed was really the guy that was like so much more well-spoken and made all these great points and wasn't like walking around with like pig cop socks and like i understand like all the things that were like agitating people yeah like eric reed who also is like you know he's on an nfl team now but he had trouble getting on a team you know like yeah. despite how good he was um but no one really talks about him and like those types of things like the george hills and all those guys like no one really talks about those guys just because they're not as well known everybody wants to hear it from the big star and then the big star just kind of like fizzles away or gives like a softball answer kind of thing and again like it's not LeBron James's job to unite unite the country, or do you know take care of every political um, well being? Because I do hear that a lot. Like one of my favorite shows is The Fighter and the Kid, and that's brought up a lot. Like you know, because they talk about sports. You know, for the first like forty minutes of every you know podcast or whatever, and the argument's always like, oh, sports are down because nobody want to watch. Nobody want to watch. Nobody wants to watch politics. You know, and you know they're you know, in their sports or whatever, right? And then they're like, we well, then you got LeBron James over here talking about Black Lives Matter or whatever. But what about China? Like, he was like, you know, you, you mentioned the Houston Rockets. Like, he told, you know, him to, you know, be quiet because we have business dealings over there in China or whatever, right? And, you know, Brian Callen, he's not a part of the show right now. And so, you know, Brendan, he'll have other comedians come on. And um, Josh Wolf was one of those comedians, like, when, you know, they were going into, like, that line of talking and he goes you got to understand something he goes yeah that's a very good point like yeah there is some bullshit going on in china but you know are we gonna say like oh we're gonna have all of our nikes made in fucking you know tucson arizona or whatever like you're still exploiting you know cheap labor because it would be cheaper to make them in tucson than it would be in la or whatever right you're still you know committing you know a human crime or whatever but he said he said this but he said this though he goes kind of to your point he says he goes, yeah, that you're absolutely right about that too. But he goes, he goes, look, you, me and you, Brendan, we both have children. I care way more about my children than I do your children. Does that mean I don't care about your children? No, but I care about my children way more. And it kind of like, and I've been a very, you know, strong LeBron James hater over the years or whatever. You know, socially though, I've, I'm kind of warming up to the guy. But it, it it really made me see that point of view too. It's just like, oh yeah, you're right. It's not that LeBron does not care about what's going on over there in China. We don't know what he's doing, you know, in private or whatever. And hey, maybe he doesn't give a fuck. But at the same time, he's a young black man who grew up in, you know, fucking Akron, Ohio, whatever. This is what really matters to him. And he's what, 36 years old or 37 years old or whatever now. And like he, we've, he's pretty much my peer. You know, we've seen, you know, the LA riots, you know, Rodney King getting beaten and fucking the cops getting away with it and whatnot, like, like day in day out. And like, what about all the stuff that doesn't get in the news and whatnot? Like he's had to endure that. Like he, when he was in the Miami heat, you know, he, you know, they did the whole Trayvon Martin thing, you know, like it just becomes like almost, it's like mass shooting. Like it's like, we start to forget the names because there's so many of these injustices going on. Of course, he's going to put more attention to that because he can relate to that more as opposed to those people in China. So really quickly, I don't agree with the point of if they did it in America, uh, it would be no different than if they did it anywhere like like a lower place where minimum wage is the lowest in America. Because in America, we still kind of like have these things where it's like that's a living wage. Like that's mm-hmm. the living wage for that 
for that state it's that that's that can't be said about like what's going on in china and that's not even like all that's oh. going on in china like china is like already doing like shady trade deals and all these things that was where like the gm of the rockets was like hey how come we're not talking about all these like shady things that are going on there and and he shied away from it and i'm not the thing i'm not trying to attack lebron james yeah i'm just saying like the dude's not perfect he's not a politician he shouldn't be in charge of like your political opinions he should He's in charge of his own political opinions, and you're in charge of creating your own political opinions. Mm-hmm. And if you do want a good, well-formed political opinion, there's better people out there. And I brought up George Hill because George Hill made some great points. He's probably been like, if you want to hear like a political opinion that really matters, like George Hill is definitely a dude that's not just following the hype train. Like mm-hmm. he's very much his own man. And I really respect that. Of course, most people aren't wearing a George Hill jersey around. Like <laughs> he's not the hot-selling jersey. Most people want to hear what LeBron James said, but LeBron James is still a businessman at the end of the day. He's following a lot of that Jay-Z mentality, which that's his idol as a child, and I don't blame him. I love Jay-Z. But he still has his brand to protect. He has his family to protect. He wants to make sure that his kids' kids are going to be able to live off of the income that he's doing. And of course, he's not going to criticize China, which is so easy to do. I, I, can't, I don't support that thought process of, if they did it in America, it would be the same because it's it really will not. It goes back no, to that no, whole. I, and I get what you're saying, but I think his whole thing though too is like because it, it, the whole overarching discussion of it was like the purity test. Like you, like no one is like if you can have like a really strong political belief about something or whatever, and it's very righteous yeah. and whatnot. But there's always going to be a back end of it too, where it's just like, well, what about this? Like there's always going to be, well, what about this? Like nobody's going to be able to you know pass the purity test. Like we did that whole cancel culture episode. And like, that's what I kept circling back to in my mind is just like, well, no one's pure. Like if you're, oh, you're going to yeah. sit there and fucking, you know, shoot arrows at fucking, you know, cause someone said a joke that you didn't like or whatever, like, well, th- th- that arrow is going to come right back to you like a boomerang because it's just like, yeah, there's always going to be a back end of it. LeBron's happens to be, you know, the whole China thing. And who, who I have no idea. I don't know LeBron James personally. I don't know what he's doing in regards to that. I know Shaq, talks a lot about that too like that's one reason too like his shoes are his own shoes or whatever and they're made like and oh i have them made like in newark new jersey because those are my people blah, blah, blah. but i mean that that's what he's doing with that or whatever lebron's signed by nike he doesn't really have a fucking a say in like where those fucking shoes are made yeah he might i don't know but like the same thing like with us and el yucateco we can't just say like well we don't want you using those peppers from that village in mexico because you know those people are oppressed or whatever yeah, and stuff. but like let's say like el yucateco like comes out and does a scandal would you still want to be like well you know like i want to stay on board with el yucateco probably not <laughs> see, see like i definitely wouldn't like yeah, if, yeah. if like k-man coffee came out and like the dude was like fucking having like kids do it for like minimum wage like to bottle up i would be like oh well, fuck these guys don't support these guys but to to that point though like i remember you me and eric when eric was a part of this show said that too like you guys were both like well that's why i don't wear nikes or whatever that's why and then like you're a big adidas fan i am and like that always like hit the side of me and i'd always like criticize eric like well you're wearing that and that's made in china that's made you know by the same factory like the, the exact same factory um you know adidas was founded by a nazi you know adolf that comes from the name like adidas was short for adolf mm-hmm. who, who was a nazi yeah i mean I, yeah i i get that like i get mm-hmm. that element of it and those are made in the same f- facilities so i mean there's always going to be a back end of it like you, nobody's ever to me in my opinion ever gonna pass that purity test but to me 
it's like, okay, what are they talking about? The main substance of, you know, something that they're trying to bring to the light, you know? So like with, you know, like LeBron James, like he's very advocate for like, you know, like, like people like Breonna Taylor or whatever, like when George Floyd was, you know, the big thing in the media or whatever, like he was bringing attention to that, but he goes like, let's not forget that the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor are still walking free. Like we still need to adjust that. And to me, like you can't justify hating on that by saying, well, what about China? Because it's just like, at that point, it's just like, you know, you're just trying to take away as opposed to add to that conversation. So what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that it's fair for LeBron James to be in charge of political opinions. I don't, I don't think that it, I mean, his own thing, like, he's clearly not, that's clearly not the, I, I know he cares about it. I'm sure he does care about it. But I think, like, most people walking around every day, the dude that works at Subway, the dude that, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, takes your movie ticket when you go to the movies, I'm sure they don't have a microphone pushed up against their face every day asking them, like, what do you think about Brianna Taylor? Like, the average person to be completely honest with you, doesn't think about that type of thing. I'm sure they do. I care about it. You care about it. But it's not something that, like, every day I think about it. Mm -hmm. I think that some people do. Some people that are extremely passionate about politics. And I don't think... I think LeBron James falls more in the... I think about it, but I don't think about it all the time. I'm just saying, like, George Hills... uh, The George Hills of the world and, like, the Colin Kaepernick's, the Eric Reed's. Like, those guys seem to really think about it all the time Mm -hmm. and seem to be doing, like, a lot of their research on their own. We do. We don't care. Maybe we care about Colin Kaepernick because he's so polarizing. But no one ever talks about Eric, Eric Reed. Reed. Yeah. No one ever talks about George Hill. We want to hear what LeBron James says. You know, and like that's the thing that. Well, that's that, well, that's what gets clicks. You that know? gets clicks. Yes, yeah. and then we're in the click era of it of it all. But that's to me that's the part that that kind of bothers me a little bit. Where it's like, like. You know who's the dude? Kobe Cunnington to just like Kobe bit, Covington. Yeah. yeah, like he went on his like rant and like it was online last night about like his his wasn't even like any like political statement it was just like this like trump's gonna win suck my dick kind of thing like it was it was not even an argument it was just like like bullshitting or whatever like it was just gloating and like self-gloss and like all this dumb stuff and bob costas brings up a good point too because like he was on like larry king like a couple months ago or even could have even been like a couple years ago i don't know i saw it on youtube um couple weeks ago myself so i'm not sure what time in history this was on they both look the same as they did like in 1992 so it's just like i I can't tell you when this was but like they were talking about that i just lost my train of thought dude bob costas 1992 no what were you saying what what were you just saying um that people should form their own opinion (laughs) i don't know i have no idea fuck dude that that is not lebron james's responsibility Oh shit! Oh, okay. I know where I was going with it now. Now, okay. So, like, those people that, that talk about this, like, oh, keep politics out of sports, uh-huh. are like the same. It's basically, like Fox News or whatever, right? Like the yeah, famous the "shut up and dribble" line. Yeah, that's a Laura Ingram quote. You know, talking about how LeBron James should just shut up and dribble or whatever, right? Which kind of reminds me of like Calvin Candy, like in fucking Django, where like they're having like you know those uh, guys you know wrestle to the death or whatever, and it's yeah. just like like to me like that's that mindset, like that slave owner mentality, where it's like I don't care about these guys, they're just here for my entertainment. Like I don't care about the, you know what affects them socially or mentally or whatever. I just want them to to entertain me or whatever. Like that's such a to me like it's such a racial mindset too. But like when people say I don't want politics in my sports, 
I think they're hypocritical because no, you're, you're all for politics as long as it agrees with you. So like I mentioned, I probably like it was in the Patreon episode where it's just like NASCAR. NASCAR's had a history of fucking bringing politics into their sport, you know, super conservative. It's a, if it's a conservative mind frame, like I'm pretty sure like they're, you know, before the whole Bubba Wallace thing, like where they found like a fucking lynch like in his, um, his car garage or whatever, like they were going to have like, they found a noose, but it turned out that that wasn't a noose. They said it wasn't, you know, but like why they said it was for like to, 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 to close the garage door or whatever, which, this is like a billion dollar corporation or whatever. You have like a noose to fucking anyways. But even before all this though, like they're notorious for like hamming up like conservative, you know, viewpoints. Like I'm pretty sure like if the whole Bubba Wallace thing didn't happen, like the NASCAR's overarching thing, like would have been like save all children or whatever. Right. And like none of NASCAR's fan base would like care that like that political statement was being implemented into NASCAR. Like even like the whole abortion rights thing, is implemented in the NASCAR. Like recently, up until just a few, like a month or so ago, like the con- the Confederate flag was perfectly acceptable to be flown alongside the American flag yeah. at all the raceways or whatever. So to me, it's just like that hip- hypocrisy. Anytime Fox News like has like a conservative athlete on there, like they- they'll put like, um, um, you mentioned him before too, like he's a former pro wrestler or whatever. And like, he wears like these big gold chains or whatever. And he's, he has very conservative, um, thoughts or whatever. They'll have like Ted Nugent on like a rock and like a fucking washed up a kid rock or something yeah. like that on there. As long as their politics fucking aligned, like they have no problem. Colby Covington, for example, as long as their politics align with what they're saying, they don't have a problem. It's just when the left's, politics or like black athletes or you know hispanic athletes or muslim athletes or or women or gay athletes if you will uh, what's her name rapino like when she said no i'm not going to the white house or whatever you know like they had a big problem with it but to me the hypocrisy is is like i don't give a fuck if like fucking nascar wants to put save all children or QAnon like on all their cars or whatever like that's y'all if y'all want to do that like i don't give a fuck like or even if i was watching it the ufc for is a great example. I love watching the UFC and like 99% of their athletes are fucking like super like into QAnon and whatnot. Fucking Dana White is like best friends with Donald Trump and whatnot, but I still watch it. And when they do something stupid or say something like Colby Covington, like I'm not offended, you know, by that or like keep that shit out of the UFC. I just want to see you guys fight for my entertainment or whatever. And to me, it's just like they're even um, Dan Henderson, he's a huge Republican or whatever. And like some of the shit, like he'll say like on his Instagram or whatever, I'm like, Oh, I don't really agree with that. But let me look into that because I never heard of like whatever this, you know, Dan Henderson was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I'll look into it and I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking agree with you on that, but I can see why you're passionate about that. You know? So to me, it's like what you you were talking about earlier, which is like, you have to have like those public conversations about, you know, things that affect each individual, you know, because that's how we learn from each other. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I get that. I, I get that. I just, you know, it never really bothers me, like, whenever, like, Kobe Cunningham or whatever, like, <laughs> when you he... butcher that name anymore? Like, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't really, like, when he comes down, he does this whole, like, Trump spiel thing. It doesn't really bother me. Uh-huh. And, like, it, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, that's his whole shtick, right? Like, he wears, like, Make America Great Again hats. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get under people's skin. Um, 
But like even like conservative athletes, like let's say um, Albert Pujols, he's a huge conservative or whatever, mm-hmm. and he like went to like you know Patriot rally or whatever. Like you know apparently back when Obama was president, people weren't patriotic enough or whatever, right? Like he went to this whole Glenn Beck like rally or whatever, and like actually I think missed the game because of it. Like to me, like I don't give a fuck about that. Like that's that guy's personal beliefs. Obviously, me and Albert Pujols don't have the same political beliefs. But, like, that's him. That's on him. That's what he's passionate about. Like, it doesn't affect me. Like, I'm, you know, if I guess I was an Angels fan, it would affect me more because I would want him to be playing or whatever. But at the same time, I recognize he's an individual with rights to do that. Like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, you just don't have to support him personally kind of thing. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't understand people getting so upset about it, like, about like the Black Lives Matters movement, like I don't understand. Like I see people online calling it like a terrorist organization. One of the dudes that I was like super disappointed in was like when Brian Urlacher came out. And he came out with all these like super like conservative like mm-hmm. like like ways of thinking, and I was just like, man, I'm so fucking done with this dude. Like mm-hmm. he was one of my favorite players of all time, but at the same time, like I don't have to agree with you. Like I support the organization. I'm a Bears fan, but I'm not necessarily a Brian Urlacher fan just because. You mm-hmm. wore the uniform and played great for a lot of years. Like your like mentality is something that, in my opinion, sets back the country like so many years, and like yeah. is is not open to listening to new ideas, and and like, um, well, like Drew Brees did the same thing, didn't he? Like he said, like I will never have respect for somebody that kneels for the flag or whatever, and he caught a lot of flack from it. But I think like the, and I don't know how genuine this was, but um, I'm one of his. I don't think it was genuine. Like he back talks it like ten. I'll, I'll talk to my black teammates, and now I see what you guys are talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but someone had a good point about that. Like, yeah, of course Drew Brees is gonna say something like that. He grew up like in a military family. He grew up super conservative. Like, what else do you? What else would you expect him to say? So I'm just saying, like, don't to me also too. Don't expect all your favorite athletes to agree with you a hundred percent on everything. They're they're athletes. They're dudes that you know oh, play a sport or whatever. That they, at the end of the day, yeah, it sucks. That it's almost like you know the movie Django or whatever. They're there for your entertainment or whatever, and you can either care about them or not care about them or whatever. But like I I've always said this like like don't expect them to be everything that you want them to be. Like they're not Superman, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect him to be perfect. I just I just don't support like i just don't expect me to support like this mm-hmm. one individual like that's that's it to me like to me it's just like i don't have to support this but you're not like online like smearing the name of brian Lurlacker or anything like that or trying to get him canceled or anything no i mean like it just he, personally it's just like i just i just personally on a personal level on a I don't personal care. level i don't want to like rock this dude's jersey kind of thing yeah. like that's that's just me um i don't know i just the whole thing to me like the way i i've always viewed this whole thing is like everybody needs to really like come up with your own opinions and thoughts and don't expect athletes to, to do it. Like don't expect anyone actually don't, not just saying just athletes, but anyone, like anyone in general, like, like I like the, I like what he's saying. I'm going to support like what this dude's. I'm just going to adopt his mindset. Whatever he says to me, to me that that's completely dangerous. And like that, like hurts every cause in general. And like, I bring up the whole like LeBron James thing where the only reason I bring that up is because like, you know, I like where he stands on some things, but I don't necessarily stand with him on the whole China thing. Like we don't see eye to eye on that. And I said that earlier with like political parties. Like I don't align myself with any political party just because I don't agree with everything on Joe Biden than I do 
like any other politician. Like I just don't agree with Joe Biden on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the lesser of two evils in my opinion, but I still don't agree with him on a lot of things. And like I think that it's important for people to like consistently do their own research and have their own opinions and don't just follow like whatever like the internet is following you or whatever your big celebrity fan like whatever whoever you like don't just follow what they're doing you might agree with them on certain things but you have to create your own opinions like you have to be your own individual person like at the end of the day and i think that's like a learned behavior too because i wrote down like so many instances of like politics like you know crashing into you know sports or whatever and i to me like it's like a learned behavior like that we've learned you know not just in this country but around the world one of the another one of the earliest examples is like you know the boxer jack johnson right Sure. No, I don't, but... Well, I think he's, like, the second um, boxing title holder or whatever, but, like, the first black heavyweight champion or whatever, right? And, like, he was, I believe, like, undefeated for, like, most of his career, and he was never going to get a title shot just because he was black. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he always had to fight, like, you know, lesser guys or whatever. So, like, the road to the championship was, like, so hard for him. Uh, And the guy that was the heavyweight champ was this, you know, white guy named James Jeffries, and instead of, you know, wanting to fight, you know, at this point, Jack Johnson, who was like the number one pound for pound contender, like there's no doubt about it. He just ups and retires. And so then, you know, Jack Johnson obviously, you know, fights, you know, for the interim title or whatever that becomes, you know, the actual title, or whatever. And, um, you know, down the line, it's this whole thing where it's just like, oh, he's not the real champion because he never beat, you know, the champ, the undefeated Jeff Je- James Jeffries or whatever. Right. And so it was like, the whole country and then like newspapers and like the media itself was just like always like downplay fucking Jack Johnson's, you know, title reign. Just like, Oh, he's not the real heavyweight champion, you know, all because pretty much just because he was black. Right. And so like, well, if, if James Jeffries ever came out of retirement and fought like, Oh, he would get like, you know, embarrassed. Right. And so there was this whole like racial thing going on with him, you know, in the, in the country, you know, the whites versus, you know, the blacks or whatever. And like, Finally, James Jeffries comes out of retirement to fight fucking Jack Johnson, and he fucking humiliates um, James Jeffries. You know, Jack Johnson does. And, um, again, this is, like, the hypocrisy of this country where it's just, like, it was billed as white versus black. And we still have that very much so today. Like, I remember feeling, like, when I went to see, like, the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather thing. Obviously, I was team Conor McGregor just because, like I said, I'm a huge UFC fan, Conor McGregor makes me laugh like all this shit and like Floyd Mayweather is just like to me like a very rotten individual his wife beater and all this stuff and like to me like I like his path to his championships and his wins has always been very suspect to me or whatever but it had nothing to do with the race but when I went out you know to Vegas like it was very much like oh like oh like you're your team Floyd then oh okay you, you're riding with the black folks oh your team McGregor oh you're very much the white guy in this situation it's like no no it's not anything to do with the race or whatever but this is pretty much where like that started, like the great white hope because, you know, Jack Johnson completely humiliates James Jeffries and pretty much across America, right? There's all these like race riots that, you know, happen and whatnot. So Congress passes like these acts that prohibits the distribution across state lines of any video footage of Jack Johnson beating James Jeffries because they don't want any more tension going on. And pretty much like there was black dudes that lost their lives because 
you know, white individuals would go into black communities, set their houses on fire, all because James Jeffries lost to fucking Jack Johnson and shit. And then Congress kind of backed them up on it, and there was no justice for any of these acts that happened, right? And to me, it's like it's like a series of these kind of events that conditions us to think like why you were talking about, like where we look to sport, you know, to lead us, you know, polit- in our political mindset. You know, there's even... Um, you you know the boxer Joe Lewis, right? Yeah. Joe Lewis, uh, he was um, a heavyweight champion later on, like, you know, like, tw- to like two decades later or whatever. And, he, you know, he's, you know, black man or whatever. And Hitler had his heavyweight champion, which was like Max Schmeling or whatever. And Max Schmeling, his whole uh, way that, you know, the Nazi party like built him up was is like he is the ultimate Aryan. Like no, but no Jew could beat him. No, you know, brown man could ever beat him, whatever. He's the ultimate heavyweight champion. And the first bout that they had, because they had two bouts, one in 1936 and one in 1938. Uh, the first bout, Max Schelling beats um, Joe Lewis in the 12th round. And... Maya Angelou, the great uh, poet, she was talking about, like, that was, like, one of the saddest days of my childhood. You know, you would see grown men in the streets crying because this Nazi beat a black man. And she goes very eloquently and beautifully because she's a poet, right? I'm not going to attempt to paraphrase her, but just talking about, like, you know, it hurts so much as a black person to see this because it's like here on the other side of the world, this very much evil racist man, you know, beating, you know, your, your hero or whatever, right? And you see grown men crying, you know, they already have to deal with racism and oppression or whatever, but, you know, grown men crying. And eventually, I guess like a year and a half later, Joe Lewis gets the rematch and he like completely knocks out Max Schmeling in the first round. Like it's like a fucking, just a complete obliteration or whatever. And like, it, she, my Angelou was talking about how like, you know, Instead of that being like a black moment in history where it's just like, oh, here's Joe Lewis proving, you know, mind you, this was before Jesse Owens proving that, you know, Hitler's mindset was incorrect. Instead of that being a great black moment, like it was just considered like, oh, oh, no, that was an American moment, you know, for just a, for America. America is like this great, beautiful country that, you know, is opposes racism. Mm-hmm. All the while, this is like 1930s, like you're dealing with like, you know fucking Tulsa race riots and shit at this time and to me it's just like she said it felt good that you know Joe Lewis did that but at the same time it still hurt because it's like all of you know white America kind of just adopted like oh no he's he's an American hero he's not just a black hero he's an American hero and it's just like I got what she was saying at that very moment it was just like oh shit yeah I I get I get that I mean yeah (laughs) I mean yeah I mean that goes back to that whole like soldiers Mm mm-hmm mentality of you know we have black soldiers that in the 1960s that would go off to war and come back and get like mm-hmm. spit on here and not be able to use a, a bathroom here like a white whites only bathroom kind of thing you know like that's the history that america and that's that's what i think most people think has ended but the reality is like uh, people of color have are still like living under that those microaggressions and like Mm-hmm. that reality is still very much real where like you can't be a black man like driving a nice car without getting pulled over. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the reality of society. And, you know, I think there was just like some story of some kid that got like deported after he just got done doing like a tour in Iraq or something. And then that's, that's, the, that's, I think that's what I think most people protest when they say like black lives matter. 
the fact that you know black lives are considered a, a less a lesser mm. than the average person you know, obviously people would just want to make it sound like black people are like the superior race or something like that like which is not what black lives matters is about mm-hmm. um and to, and to your point on that um Shaq's podcast like he has uh you know three co-hosts on there one of them's black and the other two are you know white guys or whatever and one of the white guys like he's super conservative and him and Shaq are always clashing you know and then B-Dog you know the other black man on the 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 show they're always clashing with him because he has like these super like conservative like viewpoints and it was like during that whole like george floyd you know you know situation that we were going through you know earlier this year and you know where there's all these protests there's all these you know riots and whatnot and all that and um b-dog you know he told john he was like hey you need to before you even comment on what black lives matter means go to their website and read what they actually stand for instead of having, you know, Laura Ingram on Fox news, tell you what it is or some random meme online, because I'm telling you right here, like it's not just what you're saying it is or whatever. Right. Cause they had like this big old <laughs> argument meltdown on the show or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And John, you know, he reads it or whatever and he goes, Oh wow. Like, okay. I, I get what the, there's stuff. Obviously I don't agree with, you know, on the surface, you know, politically, you know, politically driven. Right. But at the heart of it, like it's more about human rights than it is about, you know, progressing like a fucking you know a fascist or a fucking communist agenda or whatever right? yeah wow so i mean yeah i think that that's important to like actually do your research and actually talk to people mm-hmm. and not just like bullshit yourself and expect paul or expect sports athletes to like mm-hmm. change the world because they're just people like they're just people going to work I, I i don't know i mean i just i understand the whole to to like circle back like i understand people being upset that it's in sports the politics part of sports but i mean it's something that's affecting everyone mm-hmm. you and said something too earlier about like the whole like um uh, like early like two weeks ago or whatnot like those two cops in la that were you know killed you know on duty or whatever and i believe the police chief police chief came out and said something about lebron james as well yeah, I mean, he said something like he challenged LeBron James to like raise money or something like that. I, I don't remember. I honestly like. I think he said something about LeBron James. He likes to go on TV and you know promote you know equality and that Black Lives Matter and you know address injustices or whatever. But how about you address this injustice, raise awareness on this on your next game or what, not even asking him to do it, but telling him this is what he should do on his next game is talk about how that's wrong or whatever, and then out of his own pocket pay for that funeral uh, because cause he was pissed off because he was – he's one of those – the police or the sheriff's – the head of the sheriff's department or whatever. He yeah. was talking about how, like, oh, LeBron likes to hate on our – in so many words, likes to hate on, on police, but how about he come out and talk about this injustice or whatever and pay for their funerals and bring attention on his next game. I challenge him to do that. And, like, you to your point, like, that's not his job to do that. And – Vanessa Bryant, you know, Kobe Bryant's widow, chimed in and said, oh, this is the same sheriff's department that shared <laughs> that shared fucking pictures of my dead husband, my dead child, and all of her dead friends, you know, children as well. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, all lives matter and save the children, right? And that, that, that sheriff's officer that still hasn't done anything about all that. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I don't even understand the sheriff's officer's logic. I don't understand why he, the sheriff is getting involved in politics. I, I, I mean, 
especially because he's a public official. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not a sports athlete. That's a whole different conversation to to be had, and that's what we should expect our public officials to like uphold uphold the law. I mean, he's an officer of the law, so yeah, elected officer of the law too. Yeah, and so like we should we should expect expect. I don't understand. We should expect him to like do his job and like justice to be served. There's no there, there there's no press conference for LeBron James to to go out. And again, I don't understand why. He's like, not, LeBron's not running for president. Yeah, I don't understand why people keep harping on on the whole LeBron James thing. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I I think the the dude's all right. Like, he seems like to be a good dad. He seems to be a like decent person. Like, I don't agree with him on his politics necessarily. So like, I'm not gonna like be like Team LeBron because like like you're gonna I buy just, a Lakers jersey or something. I yeah. just I just don't. I just I don't I don't support that whole China thing. That's that's a great case. That the NBA is just kind of sweeping under the rug. Like, let's not talk about that kind of thing. Like, and that kind of bothers me. Like, I I got to be completely honest with you. But every every franchise, every major sports franchise is kind of doing the same thing. Like, they have products made there. They have deals made with these countries. And, and that's, every, everybody's guilty of it too, because I guarantee you, ninety percent of the clothes you're wearing right now were made in China, and a lot of stuff you have at your house right now is made in China. So we're all guilty of it. It's something. Yeah, I agree with you on. Yeah, it does miff me the right way. But again, that purity test I was talking about, does every, I mean, let's be honest with you, pretty much everything in this room right here was made in China. That fucking iPhone that's recording us right now, yeah. all those bars were made in China. It wasn't made in Cupertino, right? Yeah. So, um, but like you said, with like the whole elected official thing, though, this is something we've been conditioned for a while, you know, like the whole fucking Jack Johnson thing, Congress got involved with the whole Joe Lewis thing versus the fucking Nazi boxer or whatever, like the president FDR got involved. He said, Hey, we need your muscles, you know, for America today, you know? So it's just like, it's something that has been prevalent. Like politics are always going to be in sports because politicians and elected officials do insert themselves like that sheriff's and sheriff's officer in LA, um, fucking, Richard Nixon, you know, to try to, speaking of China, like, uh, I thought this was just something that was in Forrest Gump, like the whole ping pong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a Richard, fucking nerd, fucking Richard Nixon to try to, like, you know, get on the good gracious of China, you know, sent some of America's best ping pong players <laughs> over there to, like, show goodwill towards China and whatnot. So it's just like that sports and politics are forever going to be intertwined as long as human beings are playing him. Yeah, I mean that's true. I, I agree with that. I just the the China conversation is a whole different conversation because just as a country, we do so much to try to keep China happy. The trade deals that we do are just mm-hmm. like ridiculous that we have. Yes, a lot of products, American products, are made in China. Like most people think that like cars that are considered American cars <laughs> are still made in America, and they're just not. Yeah, and like I mean that's just the reality of it. Mexico. Um. That that's just the that's just the reality of it. That the comments from the the GM of of uh, of the Houston Rockets were not necessarily talking about the products. It was mostly like the deals that the the NBA had done with them. And that, at that point, it's like you know, when you're the face of the NBA, you you can't have it both ways. And that's my one criticism of him on, on this topic, where it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't be like super outspoken on Black Lives Matters, and then like whenever someone asks you like, what about these things, like. 
come out with some like bland statement of like let's move on and play basketball kind of thing you know that, that's <laughs> yeah. that's my whole thing and all i'm saying on that thing is like this guy is just a person he's just a man yeah like he's no different than anyone else like everyone else really needs to come up with their own thoughts their own opinions their own expectations of of politics of the country you live in in the state you live in the city you live in you need to constantly ask yourself what do i expect of like the my surroundings and my elected officials mm. and don't expect a politician or somebody on Fox news or someone on CNN to form those opinions for you. Remember uh, last week when we were talking about Britney Spears, how like you said, somebody asked her, well, what do you think about the president in Iraq? And you're, yeah. like, you're asking a 16 year old pop star about like, <laughs> like I mean, you- that's exactly, I mean, that's the same. Yeah. I mean, you can do the same conversation about musicians and yes, there are musicians that are very well read. You have musicians like Rage Against the Machine where you have like like dudes that are like going to college for politics and all these things. But then you have Kid Rock mm. and Kid Rock comes out with his like, like I'm an American badass and I drink whiskey with Donald Trump. Like he's okay in my book kind of thing. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, sure. Like you have to kind of hold them. I mean, they're both, they both have the equal voting power and you have to kind of like treat them both as adult individuals. But you as a person need to like find out what's important to you and like and go from there. Like that's step mm-hmm. one. Like what is important to me and what do I expect th- from these people? Yeah. No, I agree. And like that's it. I mean, yes, it's 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 very nice to, that sports athletes and uh, that, that athletes and like major poli- major sports are getting involved in politics and like sharing their word. That that's important because it starts a conversation. But it's so much more important that every individual like actually does their thing and doesn't just do it for the gram and like does whatever it may be like turn their profile picture black and like done my job is done like whatever yeah. like it has you to actually, be follow through you have to follow through you have to do like your part and like like have something that you expect your elected officials to like actually like achieve and, let, <laughs> yeah. and like hold them to that yeah no I agree I yeah. agree I um. To say that though, there's always going to be those people in the peanut gallery, peanut gallery or whatever that are going to have a, a a thing about that though. And like, well, I don't want to hear them talk about politics or whatever. Oh, yeah, of course. And that, like, I started the episode with, you know, like uh, the some of the quote unquote best advice you can ever get if you never want to, if you always want to walk on eggshells, you always want to please everybody. It's just like don't talk about religion and don't talk about politics. Do you ever want to please everybody? Even Brent talks about that um, from Sofa King. How like that's two things that they don't talk about. They don't talk about sports. They don't talk about religion. They don't talk about, um, that's three things. They don't <laughs> no, talk good. about politics. So it's just like, I mean, it's a smart business move and they're a way bigger podcast than us. And we obviously, we talk about all those things, but it, to me, it's just like, it feels, I mean, honestly, I'd rather talk about shit like this than talk about fucking the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. I fucking hate the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's the whole thing is just like, like, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear politics and sports. But, like, it's important that we have that because that's the reality that we live in. Like, until we solve those issues, it's never going to change. Like, we need to solve these issues, and then we won't have politics and sports. Like, it's... It's a conversation that must be had. Because sports are a distraction. I mean, no matter if you love them or you hate them, like, that's just the reality. Sports are a distraction. It's entertainment or whatever, right? Yeah. And, Bob, again, to circle back to that Bob... I might just make that, like, the sample I used for the episode... Uh, but Bob Costas was talking about like you know his stance on it, and he gave that very eloquent thing about like, well, 
it's not that people don't want politics and sports. They just don't want politics. They don't want to align with their politics and sports. Mm-hmm. But he also said too, he goes, he goes, as much as I'm like all for like what LeBron James is doing and Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick are doing, um, he goes at the same time though, like it, we do need to be professionals during, you know, the broadcast. We just need to make sure we talk about what the action that's going on in the, you know, the sports or whatever, which I agree with, you know, if, um, if uh, Mitch Trubitsky is throwing a touchdown pass, I don't need, you know, fucking Al Michaels to give me his dissertation about his opinions on Black Lives Matter or fucking why he's voting for Donald Trump. Let's just talk about the sports on hand. But you know, he said to Bob Costas, he said, you know, but beforehand and after, you know, like at the press conferences or, you know, the pregame warmups or whatever, you know, or even during the national anthem, like that's something we didn't touch into. Like that's like something that these leagues get paid by the army to have on TV for, you know, the army pays for those spots. So it's not something that is ma- even mandatory. The league is profiting off of the fucking, these athletes standing with their hearts. Over. So they're basically just trying to um, appease sponsors at this point, which is, you know, the U S army yeah. or the national guard, I believe. So at this point he's just like, yeah, then ha-, he goes, I'm perfectly fine with, you know, people wearing, you know, black armbands or kneeling or whatever, because it's just like, you're being forced to do something for not your profits, you're not at work. It, it's the, your work fucking exploiting your fucking celebrity for <laughs> the benefit of fucking, you know, another organization. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You're looking at your watch. I got my baby crying in the background. It's time to wrap this episode. Let's up. wrap it up. Uh, I don't know if I have any shout outs. Shout out to, um, shout out to, we're not sure yet podcast. They've been covering <laughs> some like, Good topics that we've also recently covered. That's right, Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia and Death of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I'm like, mm, those topics seem pretty familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to them; they're a great podcast. Yes, if you guys ever need help with those topics, <laughs> <laughs> we will more than welcome to help you. So, but anyway, speaking of other podcasts, make sure you go to the Pod Belly Network. We are who we are official members of. Uh, you can check out some other great podcasts as well as if you want to start your own podcast. they got some articles up there that will help you start your own podcast so you don't have to suffer for a year and a half like we did trying to figure shit out. Like you, can start, you can start off how we're already at today. So uh, with that said, go to Podbelly. Check out other great podcasts such as Ectoplasm, Kim and Kent Try to Stay Alive, uh, fucking Robots for Eyes, as well as the world famous Sofa King. So... Uh, with that said, too, make sure you check us out on all of the social medias at Art Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A One. Make sure you follow us on Patreon. Make sure if you got the funds, you support our show. Just one dollar, just one dollar, and you'll get some some bonus episodes. You might get some stickers. I still got some you could tackle stuff. I got to give away. You might get some socks or some koozies or some sunglasses or a little fucking fucking. Uh, pin or whatever or whatever. Oh, you could take a condom. That's, that's what needs there to be made. Go. That sounds painful. God damn, Mark. Now I get, that was all I can think about now. But also, to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And then if you want to watch us live every week, we are officially on Twitch now. We're fucking Twitchers. We're yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Twitch is crazy, man. We're, we're almost middle-aged men on Twitch, so follow us on there. So... With that said, Art, you got anything else, my guy? That's it. Uh, Tell your mommy and boo-boo, too. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Good night.